Welcome back to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, how it all applies to our lives. As followers of Jesus, my name is Brooke. This is episode 113, because I guess I'm counting still, and <laughs> nobody cares. It seems know. to be the thing to do, though. <laughs> I know, You just right? have to count it, so. Uh, you know, I, I will say... Um, I remember when uh, Jimmy Fallon took over the Tonight Show. Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. But he brought Roots with him. Right. You know, and uh, and I always enjoyed their like back and forth and stuff. Yeah. And I always thought it was hilarious that at the very beginning of every show that they play their little intro and, hey, and somebody hey, from, yeah, hey. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And somebody from Roots would be like, 432. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cool. <laughs> I was like, dang, man, we've been doing that for a while. Uh-huh. One of these days we'll be like, wow, 114, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we'll, next week. We're probably going to say the same thing <laughs> next <right>. week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're here. Tanner's here. Um, mm. We don't have Lauren again this week. He is still out on sabbatical for the final week here, and he will be back next week on the mic, we assume, at least. I hope. Uh, yeah. as, as all things are planned. And uh, we'll have Lauren back, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Tanner will be gone. I will be. On some vacation. That's uh, much deserved and earned. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to go hang out with some some previous Colonial Worship Team people. I'm going to go hang out with Nick and Olivia Jacks. Dang military, always shipping people off. I know, man. They just move off. It's been cool, though, to keep keep contact with them. They've been gone several years now, and um, we are just, our paths are just going to cross in Atlanta. We're going to head to Atlanta and drive around and <clears throat> stay in an Airbnb and just, I don't know, I think I think he, he like rented a Tesla for us to drive. And, Ooh, fancy. You know. Does it have like the full sunroof? Oh yeah, it's like all these perks, you know. I, I don't know. It says Tesla or Tesla equivalent, so whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It could Tesla be a, it could be a Chevy Volt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Tesla equivalent? I don't know. I don't know. I would like to know. See, but my luck would be if we did that and it was like the the full sunroof, then uh, it would be like cloudy and rainy the whole time. And and you're like, like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is boring. Look, it's wet. Okay. Can we just get a Jeep instead? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah. That's cool. We're excited for you. Um, it'll be a fun trip. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm I remember a day uh, when you were booking your first ever flight. And oh, man. The panic. That oh, you, man. <laughs> it was like nearly panic attack. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. I remember it. I was in 2017. <laughs> Someone else is going to have yeah. to push this button for well, me. Well, and I'd flown before. Look at you. You're just. I'd flown before, right? But Shelby had just always taken care of it. <laughs> Now I'm like a pro, you know. That's right. Like I can get to Atlanta. Look out, man! I got it taken <laughs> care of. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Well, we're excited for you, um, and we will continue to get things ready here. Um, yeah. For at the movies because that's coming up. Mm-hmm. That is our uh, big next step here. We have at yeah. the movies literally right around the corner. If we can yeah. even say it's a corner anymore, I think it may be a straight straight away here. Yeah, it's we've, just like right over there. We've already made the turn and we're there. Um, mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't know, tell us about At The Movies. What is At The Movies from your perspective, what you get to do, and what you still have left to do in front of you? <laughs> what, oh, <laughs> what is What is At The Movies? What's it going to feel like? What are we looking at? Yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, at The Movies is... Uh, just it's a time for us to shake up things a little bit. I, I feel like um, the way that we deliver messages and we the way that we do church on Sunday 
um, is just uh, it just can feel like we fall into a, a rhythm, um, a pattern of doing things. And at the movies is this right in the middle of the year where we can kind of just shake shake it up a little bit. So take movies um, and we use them. Uh, we extract, I guess, biblical truth out of these movies and um, use them to help illustrate uh, truth about the gospel and truth of Jesus and um, through movies. So um, it's a really cool uh, way to just continue encouraging people to grow um, and to deal with hard stuff of life and but it's also just, it's really fun. Like the environment, popcorn in the room and um, spilled Cokes everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, everyone's we, favorite. It's, it's great stuff. We do opener songs, um, meaning, we, you know, we might do, uh, we might do a Backstreet Boys song. Ooh. Um, might be a little teaser of what's to come. <laughs> um, so we just we just have fun, right? We just get together, we have fun. Um, so um, that's right around the corner. I'm looking forward to that. Popcorn everywhere. The the whole campus is completely transformed into something different. You something walk in different. and you you have no idea that you're in a church. You think you're in the movie somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I always enjoy the um, the effort uh, after the fact. I enjoy the effort that we put into it. Yeah, um, you know, leading up, the, it's like, ugh, but after, it's like, okay, we could do that, <laughs> that again. That was totally worth yeah. it, okay. No. But, you know, to take it, to take the movies, we edit them down, but we also, um, you know, because we don't necessarily endorse all the content that's in the movies, and we can't control any of that, so yeah. we try to take the stories that we can. And, yep. Um, but I've always loved the, uh, the, the final product of the movie, you know, where it's like our teaching is blended in with the storytelling yeah, and all mm-hmm. of that, and it's not just a, a segmented, let's watch this clip now. Right. Okay. Oh, that was fun, you know, but to go to, to be able to, to create that like mm-hmm. almost movie like product at the end yeah. is always, that's always been something I enjoy. But that's so. always been the challenge too. That's true. We, our, 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 our messages get longer and longer. <laughs> they and do longer. seem to be getting longer. <laughs> I like these movies. Yeah. Um, Can we just watch a little bit more of that that's scene? Right. You that's know, right. yeah. <laughs> so coming around the corner, uh, as, as, as you just said, we'll have concessions, which is fun. That's mm-hmm. a little different. Mm-hmm. So if you like your coffee in the morning or you get donuts or or whatever in the morning we will have um some candy and popcorn and nachos and uh drinks that will be that are different than normal and so that's always that's always fun and yeah um adds a different environment to it all and something uh, about walking into church and smelling popcorn you know it's just different. like oh this this is i can do this yeah that's right we'll also have uh we're gonna have a t-shirt available that anybody wants to buy a t-shirt we'll have that available and you can do that probably through the app maybe this weekend maybe maybe <laughs> i'm not sure if it's going to make it by this weekend but uh we'll have uh we'll have t-shirts that'll be um available for purchase uh, available excuse me i should say we'll have t-shirts available for order yeah because um we're using a local t-shirt shop um and not having to spend you know five six seven eight hundred dollars a thousand dollars up front to to hold t-shirts for everybody we just force everybody yeah, to just order them and Hang on a minute. We'll get it to you soon. Yep. And uh, so those will be good. Um, we will have yard signs for people to be able to take out and put in their yard that are very movie-y and... Uh, movie-y. Movie-y. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a dash Y in the end of that. I'm not sure yeah. how you spell that. 
Yeah. But so that'd be good. <laughs> um, and then Build Week is the 25th, or yeah. we're kicking off Build Week on the 25th, where mm-hmm, we're going to, mm-hmm. well, as you said, transfer our can't transfer, trans, 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 transform. transform. There's the word. Transform. <laughs> it's the afternoon. Whatever. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh, we're going to transform the campus into something different. So we got, we got furniture to move and mm-hmm, walls mm-hmm. to build and things to paint and, um, all that yeah. fun stuff, and uh, that, that's always that's always a fun time to hang out with people, and and uh, yeah, yeah, just get to experience things different than we normally do. You know, absolutely. So, have you uh, have you seen any good movies recently? Do we need to knock off any of our movies and start over with any anything you've seen recently? No, not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I like I, you've not seen anything good, or just nothing. Nothing. Nothing really was. Like, I mean, there's. Uh, I'm. I don't get to go watch movies for myself now. <laughs> so, uh, we went and saw the Super Mario. Okay. Uh, the new Super Mario movie. All right. Um. I mean. <laughs> eh, it's all right. Okay. It's a. It's 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 a shorter movie for nowadays standards. Was it hour and a half? Wow. Which is that used, seems to be used, used to, be to be a be long movie. The typical yeah. yeah. Um. It's a shorter movie. Um, and I, I guess if you're like really into Nintendo, really into Super Mario, is there people out there that are really into Super Mario? Apparently so. Okay. Um, then I guess it's you know like awesome. Yeah. But like I thought it was, I thought it was, it was a cute movie. Okay. You know, uh, Jack Black is uh, in it. It's Bowser, right? He's Bowser. That's fun. And he's. I mean, he's typically you know, he's Jack Black. He's Jack Black. He's funny, dude. Um, <laughs> so there's some good moments in there. Um, so I mean, well, speaking of nostalgia, I watched uh, over the last couple of months. I watched uh, Tetris. Tetris. See the Tetris movie. On, no, I think it's on Apple TV. But it was. Uh, um, uh, oh God, what's the guy's name? The guy who came up with it, right? Like, yeah, it was about it was about the the, the the creation of the creation of, and then the like, how do you how did Nintendo get it and all uh-huh. this? So that was that was cool. Was it interesting? I thought so. It yeah, was it I was like billed as like this like uh, suspenseful thriller, and I was like, eh, maybe not really, maybe not that. Yeah, but it was still entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I still enjoyed it. And and air, I saw I watched oh, air. I watched air. Yes, that's right. I, I did. did I did see that. that. I really liked that one. I know I did too. So that was, that was you know, the uh, the formation of the Air Jordans. Heck yeah! I, it was, it's, that was I loved that one. I thought it was entertaining. Matt Damon. Uh huh. He's always he's really good. He's always good. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that one. So anyway, I was curious. Yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah. Honestly. All right. So to put you on the spot. All right. Because you are the worship and community pastor here. Um, we're going into at the movies. But immediately following that, we are basically launching back into everything that happens in the fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious from you, what are you looking forward to going into your first like real opportunity to kind of guide the ship here and, yeah. and with the things going in the fall? And what are you excited about? Well, I'm excited about the, uh, the I guess, the official launch to... Our revised discipleship pathways. That's why I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but that's fine. um, Called my discovery. That full, the full gambit, you know, uh, of my discovery. Right. Right now, we're in the middle. We're actually right in the middle of this um, pilot for steps three and four of our discipleship pathway. I'll have you know, I'm only a little bit behind. 
I understand. O- only I, I, a little bit. I appreciate that. Thank you for your honesty, Brooke. <laughs> There's a lot of people who've I'm been close. There I'm are close. few. There are a few of, of of the people in in our pilot who've been brutally honest with me and have said, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm not really doing anything I, you're asking me to do." I'm like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm on chapter eight. Hey, that's not too far behind. I know. I know. I told you. I'm, that's I'm good. Only okay. a little bit. So. I uh, <clears throat> I'm excited about. We've made some we've already. This is um, this week makes week five. Um, out of twelve. Out of twelve for this uh, pilot, and I've already we've already made some really good revisions to uh, some of the content and some of the activities that we do and um, some of the exercises that are planned. So I think our church is really going to get a much better. Um, product um, opportunity in the fall, so I'm looking forward to to doing that, and then being able to see people step directly into step two, which is finding my connection, um, and having two steps two, three, and four of, of my discovery happening at the same time, just to see the correlation between those things, mm-hmm. and being able to uh, identify that bridge a little easier. Um, Plus, things when things kick off in the fall, it seems to be um, we're all off to the races, and all kinds of things start to fire off and, and happen. And um, it's just a time where I think you can be a little more intentional with community building aspects and and things like that. So um, we've got some worship nights uh, planned for the fall that I'm looking forward to. Um, we've have a uh, a a song share of sorts that we're processing uh, doing. Um, we have several people on our team who have written some songs. Okay. And um, so there is a, uh, we're in the, uh, oh, oh, oh gosh, what, how would we call it? Provisional. We're in All the right. provisional stages of um, putting together an evening of song share. Where we have a few, I've got a few buddies uh, from around town who are musicians, artists, written, have written some songs. Um, invite them to come be a part of it. We go to different churches, lead, lead worship at different places. Several of our people have written some songs, and so are they strictly um, worship songs, or they are any not songs. They are not. Uh, uh, most, uh, a lot of them are yes, worship songs. But so I shouldn't like bring my lullabies and bring them. Yeah, okay. you know, you know, I'd love to see you do a lullaby. That'd be right. great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, not strictly worship. Okay. Um, and so we're, we're thinking through the process of how, how, how would we, how would we set that up? Where would it be? Um, that's cool. Just from the, uh, the community side of the, um, yeah, just a community chance to, if you enjoy music, you enjoy the arts, you enjoy just hanging out, um, trying to give an opportunity for something like that in the fall, uh, when it gets a little cooler, you know, trying to do something like that in the summer is really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have a good... We don't really have a good hangout space uh, for something like that yeah. on our on our campus, so it, we'd like to be outside. So I'm looking forward to some of those things uh, kicking off in the fall. Yeah. So about about November, yeah, like that two yes. week period when it's like, right before it's winter nice. hits and then right. the coats are breaking out. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's freaking out because it's sixty and we're yes, like, Whoa. we're looking late October. Yeah, somewhere around there would be cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. What about you? Is there anything in the fall you're Looking forward to, you know my so much of my job is is the build up through like 
at the movies and yeah. all of those things that, that take a ton of our mm-hmm. uh, creative juices and, and uh, you know, graphics. So it's kind of hard to video. even see past yeah, summer like, right I don't, now. I don't, even yeah. know, I don't even know what's going to come. <laughs> I was like, I was curious what we were even doing in the yeah, fall. Like, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, it, you know, one of these days I'll, I'll start thinking about <laughs> I'll start thinking about the fall because until then I'm trying to, you yep. know, Keep my head above water for the next mm-hmm, month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once we can get to at the movies, that's then I'm right. going to go on vacation, and that's right. We'll talk about that afterwards. Take a break. Yeah, <laughs> you right. you do that though. You tend to go on vacation, and then you come back with this grand idea that has just all of a sudden what if hit you? <laughs> space to think, man. That's right. It's yeah. Space to think. Well, uh, as as we've been you now three weeks into uh, into Lawrence sabbatical, mm-hmm. and you you got to carry the weight of two of those now. Yeah. Um, you know, so thank you for that. Thank you for the, yeah, the time and effort that I know that that took and, um, in, in trying to, uh, uh, craft a teaching mm-hmm. when you were mm-hmm. not prepared to do so, <laughs> you know, um, at least on a regular basis, sure. you know, and it's like, oh, this is just on top of the rest of my week <clears throat> yeah. already. So yeah. I appreciate that. And, um, uh, it has given me, and I'll say this, it's given me a brand new appreciation for Lauren's weekly rhythm. I'm like, yeah. wow. Like, <laughs> I just, I, okay, I'll just, I'll say it this way. Uh, people who know me know I'm not like, um, I'm not foreign to being on stage and right. speaking and I, like, it's been part of my job for the past 11 years here at colonial. Um, and, and so I'm not like a newbie to that. Um, but just because I've done it and that, that goes, sometimes it's just natural does not mean it's not a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say not for my sake, for Lauren's sake, anybody who thinks, well, it's just, he, he does this. He's used to it by now. Surely he can just whip up a message. It's like, no, there's a lot of study. Yeah. A lot of reading, a lot of thought that has to be put into crafting a message, um, and on the delivery side of it too. So I just I have a newfound appreciation for every single week that message has got to be mm-hmm. written and thought through and critiqued. Even um, that's one of my favorite things about Lauren when he first got here was. Hey, I write a draft of these messages. I want people to have eyes on it and just give mm-hmm. me input and to give me thoughts. And so, um, it's been uh, a good kind of challenging, but has definitely given me some appreciation for what he's done. Yeah, yeah. I am thrilled that I don't have to do that. <laughs> we were we were talking about that. Yeah, we were talking about that this week. Um, yeah, it. I'm thrilled to not have to do the things that you're doing. <laughs> you have to pick up and do. You put me put me that's on right, stage, right. and I'll do that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I cannot imagine trying to uh, trying to do that. <clears throat> it would just you know, it'd be a, it'd be quite a stretch. <laughs> quite a stretch. Quite a stretch. And then we'd be like, oh, this is why we don't have you do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it would be that bad. No way. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been a challenge, but I am. Uh, glad to usher Lauren back in mm-hmm. <laughs> next week. That's right. Besides well, that, I miss his ugly face, man. Like, you know, haven't seen him in quite some time. I haven't even talked to him. So he did text me happy yeah. birthday. Oh, that's nice. Um, at like the end of the day, <laughs> you know, he's like, oh right. I and out, out of nowhere, I get this text from. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm not expecting to hear from him. Heck new no. phone, who dis? Yeah, <laughs> new phone, who dis? That's what I. Ah, sh- oh, I should have done that, but. 
<laughs> I was so like, this? what? I, I was so impressed <laughs> that he texted me, you know. But yeah. that was it. It was just happy birthday. I said, thanks, man. Miss you. Sinner. He gave me a thumbs up. Done. <laughs> there you go. Bye bye. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm 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 glad that he has been able to um, take the time. Yeah. Away for sure. And not not have to engage with any number of things. Yeah. That, that he could, you know, <laughs> well, or, and, or would on a regular basis. And, you know, and I we were. Um, and that's we, still weird because we're friends. Like, you know. Well, it's yeah. Like, it's like like golf. Like everything uh, crazy happened in golf world. Doesn't matter. Doesn't we don't matter. need to hash that. But I was like. That's my outlet. So my wife is like, I don't care. Like, I yeah. don't care. And I'm like, I don't have anybody else to talk to about this right I know. now. <laughs> Come on. Yes. That's the, yeah, that's, that's been the, that's been the hard part is, you know, we, we do, it's not like we are just coworkers. Like yeah. we do, we do enjoy hanging out with each yeah. other and seeing each other. And so that's been difficult, but I'll say this, like, um, Sabbath, Lauren has ever since he's got here, uh, back in 2018, um, he, he's preached. I mean, if you, staff, I don't. I'm sure he's done this in other places. But for staff, we definitely know. Like, seems like every week, every other week, there's a conversation around taking care of ourselves and um, prioritizing Sabbath um, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. Um, and so, it's it's important. It, it has opened my eyes more to the importance of. Um, true Sabbath, mm-hmm. and I was uh, listening to a another podcast, um, leadership podcast, and um, uh, listening to them talk about. It's interesting how many large companies, like companies you would think are, just geared toward toward getting the most from, the most for the least out of their people. Yeah. Who are now embracing this idea of Sabbath, um, paying people like for a month off? Um, there's a there's one company out there. Oh man, their name just I just lost their name. Uh, I have to find that. There's one company out there who every seven years they will pay you to go on a one month sabbatical and. You have to go out of the country, huh. and they will pay for it. Interesting. <clears throat> and I was like, "What?" Was and there a goal along with it? Like, what are you doing outside the country, or is it just to get out of the country? No, it's it's their the whole their whole thing was go. You need to go and experience. Like the I think the company was more about like um, global relationship, uh, okay. global economy, that kind of st- centered around some of that stuff. Yeah. So part of it is go experience another culture, go sure. experience, you know, the part of the world that our company is in that you probably haven't been to. Um, <clears throat> so I'm sure there was some goals associated with that. But listening to the CEO talk, he was like, we just, we, we implemented that about, um, he said, we implemented that about five years ago. And, uh, what we have already seen is those those people who had been here for that seven for those seven years, we've seen them come back from that and have just they've just the production has increased. The people who were mm-hmm. on their teams, their quality of uh, leadership increased because they needed to fill that space. Yeah, we've just seen a rise in um, productivity and um, morale, team morale. Um, 
that that's they've like uh, they had like a ten percent turnover rate each year yeah. on their staff, and they've retained um, more people per year because of a benefit like that. And um, I just thought it was interesting. That's a Sabbath is a blatant um, mm-hmm. Jewish mm-hmm. thing um, that now what that Christians have, I mean, because it's where we came from, right? Um, Christians have, it's, it's, it's a faith-oriented deal. Yeah. And to see organizations with no connection to faith um, recognize the importance and value of that. I just thought that's kind of interesting. Um, so it's cool to step into this world where Lauren has now taken a four-week sabbatical after his five years of being here. Like, yep. he was, it's already written into our right. handbook and all that stuff. Um, so it's just interesting. It's going to be kind of cool to... We've learned how to enter into that period with mm-hmm. him, learning how to go through this period of him, his absence, and then it's going to be interesting to see, you know, yeah, learn how to in, re-enter mm-hmm. and what has shifted, what has changed, and, you know, so... I'm excited to to do that. Yeah, it's I, I you know we, you and I were talking about this earlier today. It's just interesting to see you know wonder what these conversations are going to mm-hmm. look like now. Yeah, you know having to have yeah. different leadership conversations that sure. that didn't happen before with different people, right? And involving other people in the ways that we do things around here, and so it'll it'll be fun to. I, I, think I really I think it'll know. be a true benefit to our church, um, not just personally Lauren and his family, but like. I really do think it's a true benefit to our church to see leaders doing this, not only from a modeling standpoint, but from just the the residual outcome of, you know, him mm-hmm. him stepping out for a little bit and then coming back in. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. All right, so we have continued on in Acts. We are nearly there. We're almost, almost to the end. Almost to the end of the book. We have, uh, what, three more weeks? Uh, yes. Right, I think in so, Acts, yeah. before we mm-hmm. jumped out the movies? Yep. And, uh, so, this, this was, uh, this was your last one for Acts, and Yeah, you, for the book, yeah. You, you uh-huh. caught a, you caught a, uh, a well, was, whopper of a, a real of doozy a chapter. there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, um... Not in a bad way, just no. hard to teach from. Yeah, it was just a, it was a little difficult, yeah. Um, Acts 23 was the, was the passage... Uh, the chapter that we looked at this past weekend, and um, you know, <clears throat> there's some good stuff in in it. I yeah. mean, you, I could, I definitely know, I can see why it's included in there, why it's um, important for us to have that piece of writing. But it's blatantly historical. Like it just it lists off this happened, and then this happened mm-hmm. in this way, and and then that went over there, and it's it's not really like. Um, like what I said on stage was there's not really a whole lot of doctrinal truth that comes from this, yeah. how you're to believe mm-hmm. and, you know, those types of things. Especially, um, especially on, in a book, in, in a book like Acts, oh, where yeah, the first where half of it, you know, is, it's, it's all, is all that. It's all church leadership and church function and, and, and faith of a, faith of a Christian and, um, <laughs> There's there's a lot there's a lot in there. Could um, almost be like the sec like the last third or so could just be like the book of Paul. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's uh it was an interesting uh chapter to uh you can imagine how many times I have read Acts 23 in the last week, but <laughs> um just to 
get a handle on to, um, I guess, exegesis this uh, passage. Exegesis meaning reading a passage of scripture and then pulling the truth from that passage mm. um, and communicating that is exegesis. Um, it would be very easy to do the opposite, which is eisegesis, which is to put truth into, to make the text say some form of truth that mm-hmm. I personally believe. Do you want it to? It would be really easy to do that with this one just because of um, some of the historical content that's there and lack of doctrinal stuff. So I tried to be really careful with that. Um, interestingly enough, like, I, I mean, how do you, I don't know how you read scripture, study scripture, and not learn. So I learned a whole lot about uh, Sanhedrin and right. the ways in which that trials would happen and even locations of trials and set the setup, like the geographical setup for how that, where this courtyard would have been and where the, uh, the, the court would have been um, where the Great Hall, the Sanhedrin's Great Hall, would have been located, which is on a complete opposite side of this courtyard. Um, so I, I learned a lot about stuff that if you're just not interested in it, it's kind of boring, you know, like because <laughs> um, it's facts and it's yeah. it, you know you have to love history and also easy to just kind of read past, right? And go there, there's not really much there. It's just I need to know these these things. So. But <clears throat> what I did see throughout 23 is there's this thread of um, there's this thread of God working in the um, unseen. Um, there's events that take place, there's conversations that happen that if you just, quickly move over reading the text, you just think are just, that's just a normal, nobody would think twice about those Mm -hmm. things happening. Take it at face value. That conversation happened. This is what happened. But if you think about the incredible uh, accidental, coincidental um, workings of how those events took place in Acts 23, you start to think, okay, this, there has to be some sort of an orchestration that took place to make these things occur in the ways that they did. Mm-hmm. So we looked at um, we looked at uh, Paul, how he gets to Jerusalem, what happens when he gets there, riots that take place. He just so happens to share his testimony, which ends up leading to another riot because he says he's going to preach the... to the Gentiles, which is which are not Jewish people, and um, seems to be the mo where he's definitely the mo. Hey, I'm going to um, open my mouth now. Everybody's he gets, freaking out. He gets arrested uh, because he's a Roman citizen. Uh, he's not whipped to extract a confession of what he would have done to upset these people, and he's because of that ends up being protected. Which that's, is that's out, one of the things that really yes. stands out to me is that as a Roman citizen, this <clears throat> yeah. changes things and how and therefore yeah. gives him the different opportunities. Yeah, it's like there's a benefit. There's a benefit right. of being the Roman citizen in this in this context because um, uh, the commander who arrested him was Claudius Lysias. Um, and he 
was he's not really interested in why the religious people were upset because right. he's it had something to do with their religion and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I just don't want them disrupting the peace. Mm-hmm. He finds out that these guys are about ready to tear Paul's head off. And so he puts him in prison, really just like you could think of it as witness protection. Like yeah. I'm gonna just put him in there so people can't get to him until I figure out what's going on. And he stands trial um in the appropriate place, uh under the appropriate authority. Um, and so you can just see these uh, inner. You can see these inner workings um, as you read through this. How God would provide for Paul, provide safety for fault for Paul, provide direction for him. Um, we saw in verse eleven when Paul's in prison after he's been arrested and these riots took place that God appeared. The Lord appeared to Paul and told him to be encouraged. And then the interesting thing is um, Paul, for some reason, has had this draw to go back to Jerusalem uh, even even without having, even while being told, don't go. Like, this is going to be bad. Even the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. telling Paul, uh, you're... You're you're gonna you're gonna experience a lot of hardship when you go there. I think that was what in in twenty two. That was in twenty two. Uh, yeah. Really, really twenty uh, twenty through twenty two. Yeah. Um. Because it, it is Paul's journey back to Jerusalem. Yeah. And at the end of twenty twenty two, I mean twenty twenty two. At the end of <laughs> Acts twenty two, Paul gets to Jerusalem. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> for some reason, he was drawn back to there. But he's always had this burning desire. Every ever since he uh, had this, um, I, I said conversion. That may be the wrong word to say. I said I said conversion on stage. Paul Paul remained a Jew, so I don't I don't I don't want to say he he converted from uh, Judaism to Christianity because that didn't really exist. And that Christianity it's didn't really exist in those yeah, times. At least, at least, especially not in the way that we, yes, we he, would understand but he, that now. But he accepted the teachings of Jesus, and so uh, when he had that encounter. So ever since Paul has decided, I'm going to stop persecuting Christians uh, for their belief in Jesus, their, his, their acceptance of his message, um, he's had this uh, desire to go to Rome, which would have been, you know capital of the world in their time um, and preach the gospel there but for some reason it, it just it was always his his plan to do that was always thwarted there was never it just never worked out that he did that and so you almost see in 23 like Paul just resolving to I'm never gonna get to Rome like it's never gonna happen now I'm arrested again just like the spirit said it was going to happen I'm, I'm i'm arrested i'm going to be beaten and i'm going to have these chains awaiting me and and i can imagine paul thinking this is it you know i'm just this is where i'm going to be um and then in verse 11 of of 23 the lord appears to paul in prison and says be encouraged and i'm sending you to rome and so um then you see these events unfold after the fact where Paul, uh, Paul's nephew, says his sister's son, um, <clears throat> overhears of a plot to kill Paul um, when he's being moved from his prison cell, his prison cell to 
being brought before the Sanhedrin again to give an account of what happened with the riots and all those different things. They're going to kill him in, in that transition period of time. And if you if you read different commentaries and and um, do a little bit of study on some of those things, you find out that Paul actually doesn't really mention his family like ever. <laughs> um, so it's interesting that he's brought up here that Luke records his nephew having those things happen. Then if you look at Paul's uh, um, like where he's from. Uh, which is Tarsus, you're like, uh, how how is it that Paul has a nephew in Jerusalem? There's a couple of people you go you go read through and and do some study. There is there's some speculation that because Paul was a Pharisee, he would have trained to be a Pharisee, um, and you could reasonably assume that. Um, Paul, like his father, in, one, in some of the versions of Scripture, it says, um, I'm the son of a Pharisee as well. Uh, we read uh, in the NLT, it says, as were my ancestors, when Paul says, I was a Pharisee, right. as were my ancestors. Um, so he mentions son of a Pharisee. Uh, so you can reasonably assume that maybe maybe what, what Paul's nephew was doing in Jerusalem was studying to be a Pharisee. He was mm-hmm. studying under... Uh, these Jewish leaders. Um, that alone puts an interesting twist on, yeah, on uh, on on his nephew and just in the, you know, what's what's he doing here? Where, yes. where you know, to be the fly on the wall when he's having the conversation of yeah, it's like okay, but I'm studying this thing and they don't uh-huh. like him, right? Yes. So it's just all these. It's 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 just like you have to either resolve to this is all sheer coincidence. Mm-hmm. Or something bigger is at work, yeah. And so we 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 processed what that was, and we said that's the providence of God. Um, that God is uh, weaving and orchestrating the events of of our lives um, together and to enact His will. Um, that He's um, at times He is at the controls, you know making the choices and moving the moving the the pieces around and other times he's um he's responding to what he knows his people were going to do and he's um you know he's working um and 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 moving moving the pieces so that they would align with his will uh and so that's what we took discuss being the providence of Paul Versus like the, I mean, the providence of God versus like the miraculous move of God. Mm-hmm. And I highlighted Peter, um, who uh, years before was in prison at this very same place that we looked at and saw Paul being put into prison. Um, uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head right now what this um, this court this court. Uh, area this prison was called uh, I think it started with an A but I cannot remember right now um, anyway <clears throat> uh, Peter was thrown in that prison the same spot same cell and he was released miraculously an angel appears to Peter and the chains fall off and the doors fling open and Peter actually thinks he's having a dream doesn't even realize what's happening he thinks this is all just in his in his mind 
And then all of a sudden, he's set free miraculously from his prison cell and moves on. But Paul actually doesn't. And and the Lord appeared to Paul, right? So um, it's just this contrast. You see this contrast between a miraculous move of God versus the providence of God. And it is God's will. It's God's providence to his people and to Paul. Um, This is the way in which God wants it to happen Mm -hmm. for Paul to preach his full and complete testimony in Jerusalem and then go and do that in Rome. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we left off was Paul is being taken to Rome and he's going to go stand. He's going to go appear before uh, Governor Felix and um, those accusers are when he's sent, he's sent to Caesarea. These accusers are going to go now and bring their case up against Paul um, to the governor. And so that's where we left it all left off. And that's that's where we're going to be picking up yeah. um, this coming weekend. So I have to assume that as you are reading through this and and thinking about the providence of God throughout this story, that you then turn it around for yourself as you're thinking about how do I teach sure. this to other people, and you think about the ways that um, you can now look back and see the providence of God throughout your life. Um, what what would you say? What what are what are some ways that 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 you know, as you said, seemed coincidental or just seemed normal, like just everyday normal happenings? That now you look back and it's like, man, if that hadn't happened, or if these things hadn't lined up this way, um, we wouldn't be where we are, or yeah. or God wouldn't have, you know, this was this was how God got to me mm-hmm. in this way. What what do you look back and see? Yeah, I, I think there are. I mean. There are multiple things, small things, I think, in my life that I'm like, oh, man, that was uh, that was the providence of God taking place. Of course, uh, when I was experiencing those in those moments, I either didn't see it or didn't even recognize what the providence of God was. But um, I could just see, like, I think that was God moving. Um, this was supposed, it was supposed to happen this way. The big one, of course, I chose not to use this in our in our teaching because I feel like every time Tanner gets up on stage and teaches, right. it comes the the story of me losing my mom and and all, the effect of all that comes out. And so I thought, okay, the people get it; they don't need to hear it again, you know. <laughs> so I just didn't choose to use that. That's obviously the biggest one in my life, the biggest way sure. that I have seen the providence of God. He 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 set. I, I believe this. God set me on a path that I would not have otherwise been on had I not experienced the hardships of and the pain of loss mm-hmm. that has made me wrestle with morality. It's made me wrestle with um, community and family, uh, what's important in life. Um, it also pushed me outside of my uh, hometown it pushed me to look out and elsewhere and to see that God's doing other things at other places and that it, it almost gave me permission to dream for more, to dream mm-hmm. for bigger, to to lift my eyes and set my sights on something else. Um, and so I was face-to-face with those things. Um, I would say if I had never experienced that, I wouldn't have met Shelby, um, my wife. Um, because I experienced those some of those things, um, I found myself in a really hard, hard spot. Um, and so, right out of high school, I was wrestling with my faith. I didn't really—I I would argue—I didn't really have much faith at all. Um, but I went to this church, and um, because I knew a friend that went there, 
Um, and so he invited me, and so I showed up at this church um, in Shelby's hometown and hung out for a little bit. Just so happened uh, a horrible, horrific, tragic event took place in Shelby's family where her sister was in a really bad car accident. And so we, I just so happened to intertwine, intermingle at that, right, that, that moment, and that's actually how I was introduced to Shelby. Um, I mm-hmm. met her. In, in the workings of those things, I wouldn't have, I, I just don't, I don't think that I would have, Shelby was off at college uh, at a different time, would not have been back home if this thing hadn't taken place in, in her family's life, wouldn't have been at home, wouldn't have crossed paths in that way. So, you know, I'm not saying God orchestrated those painful events to happen, but God took those events and worked out something else in light of those or in spite of those events. And so I just seen the providence of God in that aspect. Um, I follow in that, just keep following that path. Um, ended up being introduced to this style of worship, um, rather than the traditional, uh, church I grew up in, Mm um, started, to realize, oh, I can. You can actually blend uh, your love of God with a skill set in music, which I've had all my life. And so we end up forming this band. This band starts playing. We record hmm. some music and we do some things. We end up coming to Colonial, being hired to lead worship for our students here at Colonial a long time ago, back when it's called the Revolution. Nice and. Um, through that, met, met some people and then ended up being offered a job as a, as a worship arts intern, um, and worked my way into those things. And then, gosh, here I am 11 years later, worshiping community pastor, just taught this weekend. Um, my family has roots here. I just, I'm just to see to look back at that and to go, these are all ordinary events. I just show up at a church. Yeah. I just go because my friend invited me to go do that thing. I just happened to meet a girl that I thought was attractive. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be my wife. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, we just happened to show up here at Colonial and just so happened they're asking, hey, would you be interested in playing and hanging out with us and yeah and then all of a sudden this is now this path that God has orchestrated events of my life and pointed me in this direction um those are the biggest ways that I've seen the providence of God and and that's not to diminish the small things right you know um I think about the moments where I get stuck at a red light a little too long and there's a a wreck that happens right up right in front of me, you know, or um just certain certain instances like that where it's like, oh wow, like <laughs> I'm in such a hurry and whatever. Yeah. Um you just never know the inner workings. Um so I think that's the providence of God. Yeah. I think those are interesting things to look back <clears throat> on your life and say, you know, I don't think this thing would have happened. Uh-huh. You know. If ha- if it had not been for some version of orchestration, yeah, you know, I think there's plenty of things that's like, yeah, we just made a choice, and <laughs> yes. and you you are you you are living with the choices of that, whether good or bad, you know, yeah, 
and and it's like uh, that that may not have been the providence of God, but yes, yeah, it may be the providence of God that's using those things in a different way, knowing okay, down the road you're going to be able to look back and be like, um. yeah, I, I would say I would say I agree with you. Every, I've heard this. Uh, every not every little bad thing that takes place or inconvenient thing that takes place in your life is the work of the enemy. Like sometimes you just make a bad decision. Sometimes there's just traffic. So, sometimes there's just traffic. It's not. It's not Satan out. Exactly. To get you. It's just traffic. But all at the same time, and likewise, um, sometimes there are certain things that happen in your life that may not be the providence of God. It's mm-hmm. just. It's just. It is an occurrence or whatever. So I'm not saying that to everything to the nth degree, everything to the extreme yeah. is the providence, the orchestration of God. Because I um, happened to type this word. Yes. Versus... <clears throat> yeah. And so, um, but I, there is, without a doubt, uh, evidence in my life of the providence, of his providence in my life. And so... So what would you say to somebody, I think about the question that we got, um, I think it was last week, about the uh, medical issue, and they'd been praying for a miracle, and mm-hmm. um, felt like going with the surgery that would take care of the situation was given up on God. What would you say to somebody who who is like, trying to figure out, like, do I pray for, you know, kind of trying, to, trying to figure out how you balance those things. How do you balance the, the, the praying for a miracle and then just accepting everything as, well, maybe this is the providence of God. I don't know, but maybe it is. So I'm just going to let, yeah. I'm going to let, what is it? Let go and let God, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to let yeah. go and I'm going to live my life because <clears> God's <throat> orchestrating things. So how do we balance those two things between something that's like, man, we need to be praying for something big here. Um, or we need to be praying for, you know, some direction or some, you know, praying for the providence of God rather sure. than just to let go of the wheel and say, well, wherever God takes this car now that I've let go of the wheel yeah, is what's supposed to happen sure, because I, of gravity and the forces <laughs> of, you know. Yeah. I think, um, I think, one, it comes down to our understanding of our prayer— um we are in a well I can't speak for other generations and all those things I just I, I can't um I have I have experienced we us being a society that is that has increasingly over the years come to expect the instant gratification mm-hmm. uh you know, one of the things, uh, the automobile, the invention of the autom- automobile uh, created that. Now I can get someplace faster, and so there comes, right. you know, a desire for oh, well, let's 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 make something that can get us there even faster. Yeah. And uh, think about the uh, the internet, the internet, Amazon the microwave. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can't yep. wait. We can't wait the five minutes for water to boil. <laughs> we need it to be done in a minute because our microwave would make it happen. Yeah, right. So it's it's stuff like that. Um, so I I can't blame anyone who would who would look at I I've, I certainly started there. My prayer to God as a place to submit my requests. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it comes down to some of those things, and I'm not saying. 
that God doesn't want us to ask for for things. I think He does. He wants that relationship with His children the same way I want that relationship with my kids. I want them to. I want them to be comfortable enough. I want to be an approachable dad. Right. I want them to come ask me, even if the answer's no. I still want them to feel that connection with me that they can ask. Yeah. Um. I don't ever want that to be a hindrance for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's similar in our case. When we ask for or we pray for miracles to take place, sometimes the answer is no because he's working something else out. Yeah. Um, but all at the same time, if we're so focused on when God comes through in miracles, we do miss opportunities for a blessing in our life due to his providence. So the will of God's going to take place no matter what, no matter what decision uh, we make, and no matter whether we recognize His providence or not. But we miss out on the blessing of His providence if we choose not to see it. And so sometimes God does want to bless our lives mm-hmm. through His providence, through us being able to recognize in the moment, this, oh God, this is your providence. Um so <clears throat> with that question, you know, uh, last week, I, I think it's the providence of God that we live in a society that has technological advances to where you have a surgery that can heal, that can fix a problem, that can eradicate that problem. Uh, and, and I would also offer this. Um, in Jesus' day, Jesus wasn't the only way to recover from an illness, <laughs> There were moments where he performed miracles and healed the sick and healed the blind and um, all those things. But people got sick and people got better, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not as quickly as we have today. And maybe, you know, again, with scientific scientific advancements and um, medicine and all those things, we've been able to fight off things that probably they couldn't then. But, But it wasn't like the only way. Oh, it's like if you get if you get a cold, you, you a get cold, sick, you're you're, you're, you're you're gone, unless Jesus is there. Yeah, that's not the way it was. I mean, so you can't. I I just the 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 storyline to me in in Acts there was, um, you can't really put all your eggs in one basket. Like, um, there are the miracles of God at work, but there are also so it's also so much evidence of the providence of God at work too, and um, God is God is in both. Yeah. So God's working it out for those who love Him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my hmm. processed answer, I guess. That's fine. Or unprocessed, rather. Yeah, that's right. You know. Well, um, we'll wrap this thing up here. Um, I appreciate your your perspective, and like I said, I appreciate you diving in and trying trying to figure out, you know, what what do we learn from this, and then having to not just have a conversation with somebody, but then stand up in front of a whole bunch of people and say, "Okay, here as a church, here's what we need to learn from this." You yeah, know? that's that's a that's a bold step. So, um, I appreciate the effort and the time that you put into that. So, thanks. Um, we will we will continue on. We've got uh, let's see, that was twenty three. So we got five chapters left here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, through through Acts through the rest of the story of Paul. And and if you're if you're just itching to know what happens, um, it's a lot of the same. It's yeah, uh, 
there's a shipwreck involved. There there's is, yeah. there's lots more sharing his story and uh-huh. and talking in front of people. That's yeah, the Paul trial does. the and, trial is not over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's still more to come. So you can read that. That might not be a bad idea. You know, read the next five chapters. Kind of get an idea where we're headed and definitely. And then uh, um, I'm excited to hear from Brett this weekend. Um, one of our one of our, our elders. elders. Yeah. We'll be we'll be teaching this weekend. It's and, exciting, yeah. Um, so that'll that'll be that'll be nice. Have another another voice up there and um, a different uh, maybe different maybe not different perspective necessarily, but a different uh, just just a different a different f- feel. Definitely a def- you know? de- definitely a different uh, expression. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, well, I guess we will we will keep going through Acts, and we're almost there. So look for at the movies as we uh, we get closer and closer to that. Um, as always, we have ways that you can submit questions and be a part of the conversation here with us. We are always a fan of that. Um, But uh, come back next week. We will have uh, no Tanner, but we will have Lauren on here with us and uh, jump right back into Acts and what's going on and get to hear from him and maybe maybe get a little download from him of what's going on in his life. Mm So. Well, this has been the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information about Colonial at colonialchurch.com, or you can download our app from the App Store or the Google Play Store. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions, your feedback, podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thank you for listening. We will pick up our conversation again next week.